Welcome to the Contractor Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips. This show exists to help small business owners like you escape the tyranny of contractor prison and enter the bliss of contractor freedom so you can have the time, money, and freedom to live your life with purpose beyond your business. As a certified human behavior consultant in disc personality styles and motivators, I'll be sharing with you skills for life, love, leadership, and business. I'll also be connecting you with experts that can help you scale your business and your life. So if you want to build the business and life of your dreams, then you are in the right place. Let's go. Hello, contractors. Jason Phillips here, and I have a special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Will Reyes from Battleborn Painting in Reno, Nevada. And uh, welcome, Will. Hey, buddy. It's uh, good to be here. I'm glad you're here. So I guess uh, you're not currently uh, in Reno, right? Looks like you're remote. I am. I'm actually in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, hanging out with some friends and having a good time and just uh, taking a little R&R, if you will. Oh, so I see. You're, you're, you're hanging out for a living these days, huh? Well, I mean, I'm trying to be like Jason Phillips. You might know the guy. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, well hey, man, I'm, I'm so glad we're, get, we're getting to connect. This is, a, this is long overdue, you and I, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on today. And, and hey, by the way, you're going to be speaking at the upcoming Contractor Freedom Summit. And we, we yeah. I could touch on that. Yeah, excited for that. Hey, Will, for those that don't know you, tell just a little bit about your company and give us, give us the high level, you know, the 30,000-foot overview. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Will Reyes. Uh, like Jason said, I own uh, Battleborn Painting. But we don't just paint. You know, we do emerative things. You know, a lot of things we learn the hard way. But we do interior, exterior painting, which a lot of you probably do. We do we have a concrete coatings division where we coat concrete with things like raw floors, polishes, epoxies, polyureas, things of that nature. We have a cabinet division that's separated from the painting division. So they just do cabinets all day long. And we have a gutter division that's going into year two that we really like. That's been doing well for us. And then we started a nano coatings business last year that we had to put on hold. But this year we're actually taking off with it. And that's actually yielding some pretty good results. We're really happy with it. Wow, man. Congratulations. It sounds like you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Three years ago, that would have been a mess. Fast forward to today, it's not as hard as, uh, not as, hard as I was making it to be, if you will. Not yet. I get it. You know, sometimes mm. we've got to just jump in and figure it out. Take a leap of faith, right? I am the absolute epitome of learning the hard way. I get it. Yeah, me too. You know, for, so if you, if you guys haven't met Will in person, I, gosh, I met Will a number of years ago, and, and we've just really developed a, uh, a great friendship. And, uh, you know, at, at first glance, Will's this huge, ominous, bearded, tattooed, rough, <laughs> curly guy. But, you know, one of the things I've learned about Will, and I really appreciate about you, Will, is, man, you, you have a huge heart. You absolutely have a huge heart. And you're a good friend, and you're running a good business out there. You know, interesting, interesting story. For our viewers and listeners here, uh, you know, Will's in Reno. I'm from Dallas. Well, I was, I was out in Northern California bringing my son home from uh, a Bible school out there. And so we got his Jeep and we picked up some, you know, some mountain bikes and we've got those strapped to the back of the Jeep. And we're going to head back through Colorado and Utah and Colorado and hit a bunch of famous mountain biking trails. Well, the time of year we got to checking, the snow hadn't melted on certain ones. So we went our, our, our secondary route. We had two routes we were going to go depending on what the snow was like. So we make a decision. We start going the secondary route. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I'm down here not too far from Will. Then my phone rings while I'm out in the middle of nowhere in California. And Will's like, hey, buddy, 
<laughs> what's up? And I'm like, well, not, not too much, man. We're just headed up on such and such. He's like, dude, that's like 20 miles from my house or from my business. So, so we popped on into Reno there and got to see your shop, which, you know, honestly, yours, uh, your shop is the first shop that I've ever visited for, oh, for no, well, I didn't know that. I'm, yeah. I'm honored. So, I mean, I'm honored and a little but, embarrassed because it was messy. It's a lot better now. But no, yes. but I tell you, I was, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was super impressed because, I mean, you guys have all these different stages. You have, you have a place for the craftsmen to work there uh, and, and prep the cabinets, do the cabinets offsite and all that. And I was, I was just really impressed with, with the operation that you've got going there. Thanks. Thanks. It's a work in progress. When you got it, it was really rough. But and since then, we've cleaned it up a bunch. We've decorated, made it look a little more hospitable. You know, it's like a little piece at a time. You know, fast forward today, it looks great compared to what it was then. But thank you for not judging too harshly because it was a really rough warehouse in a box of a shell. Well, you've been to our old place, too. You know, one of the uh, right as I walked in the front door, I'm greeted with a right in the floor coating, the Battleborn logo. And I'm like, I was so jealous at that moment. That was super cool. Yeah, so. yeah that was the guy that worked for us to put that down there. It's this Battleborn painting, and it's a, a huge American flag on the ground that's done in uh, a mixture of polyurea, epoxies, and, um, you know, a little acid to disperse. And it was just like this whole wash that looks pretty cool. That took 48 hours. A guy named Chris Knott did that for us. He was a great kid. He no longer works with right now. He lives in Vegas. But it was a fun project, man. It really was. And it, it, it gets so many head turns. You know, we're really proud to be, you know, part of the area and, you know, born and raised in Nevada. And obviously we're proud patriots as well to have the American flag sit in the ground. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, one of the things that a lot of, a lot of, I say a lot of, pretty much every contractor deals with when, when they start growing, they've, they've got a team of people and it's hard to boil things down to simplicity. And I think a while back, didn't you implement the, the EOS system? Right. So unbeknownst to me, we were kind of doing it in a very rudimentary style. But then we went to the PCA, which if you're not a member, I highly suggest you go. Now, you could be like me in the beginning where it was like, nah, what am I going to learn? Who are these people? You know, I'm going to go for a trip. That sounds fun. And maybe I'll meet somebody cool. You know, or I want to go for the free drinks or whatever, like I was in the beginning. And then you meet some people and you develop some relationships and you're like, wow, these people really care. So we went to the PCA this last February. Chris Elliott with Onnit Painting, shout out to him. He's a good dude. He put on a class that explained traction at EOS. And, you know, we, Chris and I were there and we looked at each other. We're like, well, we're doing a lot of that. We should probably get into that. And so since then, we've implemented it. It's only taking things a lot faster to where we want to be in our end goal. So it, it really put things in perspective for us. So highly recommend it. You know, if you haven't done it, look into Traction EOS, you know, reach out. You can reach out to me. You know, Chris Elliott's class is on the PCA website. You should definitely check it out. If you're interested about it, I highly recommend it. And anybody else that you know, say like our host here, you is a good person to reach out and say, hey, do you think this would be a good fit for me and mine? You know, along with that, you know, we got a really great recommendation to be doing personally personality profiles which I think is key in a running a business because this isn't the seventies. This isn't the eighties. It's not the nineties anymore. You just can't have one rule for everybody. You know, you can't rule with an iron fist and be like, this is it. This is how it's going to run. The days are gone. So it's really key to understand how each person works and how to talk to that person to communicate to that person. It doesn't make, 
you less of a boss. It actually makes you a better boss. That way you can understand like, oh, this is how this person receives information. So it was really good for us to, to, to take that advice and run with it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Definitely, tra- definitely transformational in my business and my, actually my entire life. Of course, you guys hear me say that. You guys hear me say that all the time, but you know, to hear, Agreed. hear from you as well is valuable. And, you know, the, one of the things is, you know, most, most contractors, business owners, entrepreneurs, however you want to refer to yourself, you know, are smart people, but you don't know what you don't know. And then when, you know, somehow you meet someone or you turn over a new rock and you learn new information, you're like, Oh, wow. How did I go all this time without this new information? Uh, yeah. And if you're hard headed, me like the, that likes to learn a hard lesson, I mean, I've heard about EOS and traction for the last five years. I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. And then it took one class, Chris Elliott, for me to understand, like, oh, that's really is for us. Well, I, I should really look into that. And it's, it's the, the thing about the EOS is none of it's rocket science. It's, it's all everything very you already basic. Know. But yeah, everything you already know. Is helping get every member of your team on the same page. That's when the... the that's when the magic happens. And that's, that's wonderful. So, um, hey, weren't you reading that book called Four Disciplines of Execution? Yeah, yeah. It's, so we did. We went through the EOS, the Traction books, which I highly recommend. And then um, we got turned on to the Four Disciplines, which at first is a really rough read. But after you hit Chapter 3, it really takes off. And it does a good job of um, dovetailing into traction in EOS. You see a lot of similarities, a lot of same speak, you know, one thing they call this, one thing they call that, virtually the same. But I think what the four disciplines does, and a really good job of it narrows in on the things that EOS just kind of touch upon. Um, they really get into it. They really dig deep into it and really make you think like, is this how I want to run my business? Is this how I want to treat my team? Do I really want to be, you know, acting this way you know a lot of times i think as entrepreneurs and um as business owners people look to us to have all the answers and we get swept up into that really fast and really quick of like yeah do this or no don't do that but really you shouldn't be doing a lot of that because it takes up too much time and you dedicate these jobs or delegate out these jobs to your you know leadership team and they really need to be doing that but if you create the crutch for them to lean on every time they're going to lean on you every time so i think that four disciplines does a real good job of like teaching you as, you know, as at the top, you know, the, the leader or the boss or the owner or whatever you want to call yourself, it really does a good job of like, hey, you need to delegate these things out and trust your team because you put them there for a reason. And um, also, as you as a leader, when you're reading that and you're reading it with your team, your team is reading it going, hey, I really need to take responsibility of this role. And wow, you know, my my, my boss, my leader, you know, the owner really trusted me with this. So it really is upon me to take this and own this, this task and move along with it. You know, we did the training, we went through it. And as we were reading the four disciplines, I could see the people in the room every week, their mindset start to change of like, I would get a call every day to now it's not even once a week. And now it's a report in like, Hey, I got this. I'm on task. Here's what we can do. Like, yeah, I'm going good. And then I'll be like, does anybody need help? Now we got it. Like, are you sure? Because now I'm at the point, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because, you know, when you've done it one way so long, and I don't want to stay as a dictator, but you're in that position of doing all the decision making and, um, you know, saying the yes, saying the no, and not giving out the responsibility or the authority. Now I'm like, well, shit, 
are you guys sure you don't need me for nothing? And then, you know, when they go, no, we're, we're good, we're good, we got this. And then they come in with a report and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, everything's, that's exactly, yeah, no, this, this looks great. And then you almost feel like a sense of like, well, gosh, they don't need me anymore. But then you're like, well, I'm glad they don't need me anymore. Now I can dedicate my time into doing something else. And as an owner, as a boss, as a leader, as a, you know, the dictator, however you want to, the overlord, however you want to call yourself in your business, you know, whatever comical name you want to give yourself. Now you can focus on things that you didn't think were possible, which is like adding another trade to your business or adding another service. So now those things become a lot easier for you. And these are some of the things that we'll talk about in the summit in October. I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know, these are just some of the gems that I think those two books, three books really do a good job in helping you become a better leader and a better employee as well too. You know, I don't like to refer to myself as people's bosses. You know, I got one guy that works for me. I don't, you probably don't like that term either. And, you know, because all at the end, at the end of the day, we all work for the company. That's right. You know, everybody's replaceable, you know, and we all collect a paycheck. So, you know, I'm just a coworker. So and my position is a little different from a lot of people, but you know, like my guys, when they need help, they'll call me up and be like, Hey boss, you want to come paint today? I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go paint. And when I get to the site, I don't even ask. All right, I don't come over. I don't take over. I, what's going on? I just get on site and go, where do you want me? And they go, okay, go tape off the, the concrete. And I go, okay, where do you want me at? You want me on the highest ladder in the sunny side? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of times they'll do it just to mess with me. And they, and they know I'll just get up there and go. And when I get it done, I come back down. And they go, all right, all right, let's go to the shady side. But, you know, we're at the point where they all appreciate me just getting in and working with them and not, you know, trying to be the guy that wants to have all the answers and to, to tell everyone what to do with every little step because it gets taxing. And there's just no there's just no way somebody can do that. There's just not enough hours in the day. You know, back to the back to the book, just for, for a question, a quick moment. You know, people that have gone through EOS want to create their scorecard and yeah. and their 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 measures or their KPIs. Well, yeah. a lot of people struggle with what exactly to measure. And so they might be measuring things that really don't matter or and not um, measuring the most important things. And that's one of the things that, that helped me train my, my managers on was measuring things that are predictive. So, you know, again, to use just a simple illustration that we all know, well, if, you know, if you want to, let's say, lose weight, well, let's say I want to lose five pounds, then we need to somehow have a net calorie loss. So we need to measure our calories out and our calories in. And yeah. so measuring, like, for instance, calories in, like literally logging every meal and, and coming in within your calorie goal is predictive of what's eventually going to happen when you step on the scale. And then, so taking that Absolutely. same concept and applying it to your business, whether it's sales, profits, leads, production, you know, culture, all of those things. And I feel like that, I feel like that book can help, can help people really grasp an understanding of, Hey, here's how I make quality measures for the key numbers in my business. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. And just to touch on what you were just saying there, I was one of the people that was like keeping track of stuff that didn't matter because I thought. Well, I need to know this. And then, you know, you start to look at it and go, well, why the hell do I need to know that? You know, that's where it's good to reach out to a community of painters like yourself, because the, you're the one that showed us the, the roadmap and we took it and go, okay, we see what Jason's doing, but here's what's going to work best for us. So we just took that as a rough, 
you know, outline for us and then adjusted it to the point where we're like, okay, this is the best for us. This is what's going to work for us. And since we did that, we're like, okay. And then we still work on it to this day. We're like, okay, we want a little of this. We want a little of that. Okay. We got all this information right here. Now we want a little more information right there. You're absolutely right. You got to, it's like, like you said, it's fitness. You don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. So writing it down is always the best way. You know, I mean, you're touching on that. If you want to learn, lose five pounds, you know, that's also in the book. Like you said, that's the lead and the lag time. That's in, you know, the four disciplines, which was one of the prime examples of like where EOS and traction doesn't dive into it as deep as that book does. And I really appreciate that. And I would say that right there, that chapter was the aha chapter reading that book, because the first two chapters almost read like a commercial, like buy our stuff. And throughout the chapters, you see that and you just kind of just blow past it. Or you can buy into it. It could help you. Who knows? You know, I'm not dissing anybody or trying to come down anybody. It's like, well, hey, I want to buy into this. Go for it. You know, it's, you can't hurt you. You can only learn from it. If you don't like it, you move on to the next. But for us, we have a system where we read the information, we absorb it and go, hey, this is really valuable to us. And we like that it explains like the lead and the lag. It explains like, well, you don't know where you're going if you, if you can't even see where you've been. You know, you can kind of, oh, I, I remember, I think it was like this, or we did good. And I was one of those guys like, oh, no, no, our numbers are about this. And, you know, we, we did about this. And, and I'll, the year end will tell me everything. But, you know, as I've talked to people and mentors and people, they're like, no, no, you need to know that number on a weekly, if not the daily for some people. Yeah. You know, I get that number weekly. As of last, this past Monday, we decided as a group, actually, you know what, we kind of want that number on a daily just to have it on the daily so we can have a good pulse on it. We'll reconcile at the end of the week because that number's not a true, true number because you can have 100 bids out and then if nobody signs at the end of the week, it shows zero. But, you know, first day into the next week, 50% can find and all of a sudden that number changes. So, you know, I want that number daily so it kind of gives us an information and a hand on the pulse, you know, of really like where's your company going? What adjustments do you have to make? So I really like that. That book is pivotal in my opinion. If you read EOS and Traction, you'll probably be okay, but you would really get a better leg up if you put in that book for yeah, disciplines. I totally agree. You know, I recently talked I recently talked to a contractor. He said he said, Man, I don't have any work for the guys tomorrow. Like, oh, are you just discovering this? Are you just are you just discovering this? So you don't have any you don't have any work for tomorrow. Well, yeah. That means was it the sales? Did you not did your sales process break? Did did your were the leads down? What was it? And so, you know, one of the things that that I'm a proponent of measuring, of course, is the whole funnel, like, you know, work it and work it backwards. Here's how much profit we want to make for the year. So this is how many how much dollars in sales we need to make that profit. Here's the uh, our average sale is you know a certain amount, so we need you know this many sales for the year. Well, in order to make that many sales, we need X amount of appointments, and to get X amount of appointments, we need a certain amount of leads. So that's the basic funnel. But <clears throat> when they say know your numbers, those are some key numbers to know. One of the other things that that we track is how much work do we have, what we call in our backlog, work that is uh, sold, contracted, has a deposit, but is not on the schedule yet. We only schedule seven, or seven days out, or rolling seven days. And so if it's not on the schedule, we call it backlog. And we measure, is that backlog getting too small? Is it getting too big? So regardless if leads are down or sales are down, whatever, up or down, as long as we keep that backlog Within, within the upper and lower limits of where we want it, 
Okay, everything else can be a little volatile, but I don't want there to ever come a day when we don't have a job for tomorrow for, for the crew. Yeah. Make sense? A hundred percent. I agree with that. And I've had contractors have the same conversation like, Hey man, how's, you know, we, we, you know, I do a weekly call with a few other contractors, some good guys that are just, you know, amazing contractors, great painters, you know, and they're just, they're like me, like, Hey, let's have a call once a week and let's just keep each other in check. You know, like, Hey, is everything okay? And I'll get sometimes, you know, I'll get these guys, I'll get them on call. I'm like, Oh, it's a slow week. And I go, why? Oh, we only got one job or, you know, two jobs or whatever it is and go, well, why? Oh, you know, because of this. And I go, well, you knew it was your birthday. You know, Christmas was coming. So, and I give them that hard conversation of like, well, you have only, the only person you have to blame the person in the mirror. You knew there was not enough work or you should have scheduled more work. You know, prime example, this would be um, uh, for us, actually, you know, we started a stacking painting crew and they were great and they're moving along. And then one person had to reschedule. So we have two options. We can call somebody down the line in the schedule or what you call a backlog and go, hey, we got a position open, or I call my sales team and go, hey, we've got a position open this week at the end of the week. Sell it. So they go, done. Literally four hours later, hey, sold that spot. You're done. Now I don't got to worry about nothing. I didn't is. really want to force somebody that was already scheduled to bring it in early. I'd rather use it as a tool to close a sale. So we came in, dropped the price of a couple bucks for that person to entice them to get closed that week. Build the spot, and now we're moving along. So I agree with you 100. You got to know your numbers. If you, you didn't have your act. eyes on those numbers, <laughs> correct? If you're, you know, you're out there, let's say, working on the job site the whole time, and you're not keeping an eye on that, there, the chances of of that spot being filled were probably going to be next to nothing, right? If, yeah. If we didn't keep an eye on it, we didn't have that data coming in daily on it. It would have just sat empty. It would have had, you know, three guys sitting around, you know, with paintbrushes in their hands and nothing to paint. And so you're absolutely right. That stuff is so key. And that's like we decided, like I said, this past Monday, like we want that number every day. You know, it happened to work out for us. Last week I found this information out. So I spent the weekend looking at it and going, okay, here's what we got. Here's how many sales calls we have, you know, before Thursday. I think we had, I don't know, seven for uh, Tuesday or something. That was, well, it was actually yesterday. First job, I get a call from Kristen. Okay, boom, booked. What else do you want me to fill? She's a machine. She doesn't care. You put 20 on her schedule, she'll go do 20 bids. She don't care. No <laughs> shit's given. You know, she is a machine. So she's like, what else do you want me to fill? And I'm just like, we're good for right now. We're good. So, and, and we're good because all that data comes through and we have to have that. So I agree with you 100%. You know, and those two books, those three books really put you in a position of knowing. They really set you up for the win as opposed to the, like, like I said, I'm, I'm hard-headed, man. I learned the absolute hard way. You know, I've spent ridiculous amounts of money being a fool learning the hard way. And when you take the lesson, oh, wow, look at this. Oh, look at this. I saved myself a bunch of money. I saved myself guys anguish. They're complaining to me. Hey, I didn't get my 40 hours. Like, hey, boss, where you at? Like, what's going on? Why, didn't, why don't we have enough work? All that went out the window because I got the lesson for free. Hey, contractors, are you ready to go deeper or rather higher? Are you ready to up your leadership game, up your people skills, up your uh, systems so that you can get more time, money, and freedom from your business? That way you can live your life with purpose beyond just running your business, escape contractor prison, and enter contractor freedom. I want to invite you to register. Space is limited for the upcoming 
Contractor Freedom Summit right here held uh, in Dallas, Texas, October 26th, 27th, and 28th. Just go to contractorfreedom.live, that's contractorfreedom.live, and the registration link is right there. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at, on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Again, right there at contractorfreedom.live is all the links to our social media profiles. So I look forward to seeing you online and at the summit right here in Dallas. It will be transformational, I promise. Boom, exactly. Well, hey, let's talk about let's talk about something else here. You a while back um, added on gutters, right? How long has that been? We're going into year. Well, officially, let me think about this. This should be we're a little over two years officially. Yeah. So you had, a, mm-hmm. um, if I recall, your first twelve months was was pretty good right off the bat, right? Our first what? Your first twelve months. So yeah, all honesty are, um, so Nevada is a little different than a lot of other states. Nevada is like, you have to give up your firstborn to get another license. Since we already had two licenses, this one was a little easier to get. So officially we're over two years. Last June was our second year in official business. And then we did a little work that we didn't keep track of just to kind of keep, you know, things kind of trickling through. But then we officially like got the gutter license January 2nd. And so we went full force. And this is another example of having your KPIs and knowing everything. Um, You know just as well as I do, when you add something else, you have to do a lot of work to make sure you're successful. And we thought we did a lot of work. For the first 90 days, that first quarter, we didn't do enough work. I knew it. Marketing knew it. My partner knew it. We knew there wasn't, we didn't do enough work. That was our fault. So first 90 days, we're just hemorrhaging money. So we made some, I don't want to say fast decisions, we made some very calculated decisions. And then the following 90 days, that first 30 was a little rough, and then boom, the recipe to the cake was found, which we should have done beforehand. We should have done that the, the year before. And that way we would have been ready. But again, I'm a hard-headed person, and I have this ability to do things the hard way. I like to learn the hard lesson. So what I did was learn the hard lesson on that. But that first six months, we did, we came out ahead. We learned the lesson hard, but we learned it fast and we came out ahead. And then I think for the end of the year, that first year, we did just a touch under a million. You wow. know, so you got to remember, great. we didn't do anything. Yeah, we didn't do anything in Q1. Half of Q2 was nothing. And then once we figured it out after that first 45, 50 days, it came in big. And then we ended up doing, you know, for the first six months was comical, you know, uh, quarter three, we did more in Q3 than we did in the first two quarters. And then we finished out the year strong and just around 900,000 for the last year. This year we're on track. I think we're going to do just a little over 1.2. Again, since I'm not at home, I don't have my numbers on me. If I was in my office, I could tell you exactly where we were at. We know a lot of guys ask me, um, you know, Jason, how do I add on gutters? Should I add gutters? Um, and we're, we're actually going to walk through that a little more in detail at the, at the upcoming summit. But, uh, you know, when you did, when you did it, um, when I, I did it to fill, I, I, I added gutters for two reasons. One gutters was blocking my exterior paint sales too often. And I was having Agreed. to wait on the client to find someone else. It was a, a headache on the client. So I'm like, I'm just going to learn this. So I already had demand. I wasn't, I didn't have to 
generate demand to get gutters. So already had some demand. Was that similar in your in your case? Yeah, 100%. I'd say 80% of the houses we go to either need gutter repair or they need gutter um, gutters just in general. You know, like I told you before, we kind of trickled in that first six months to end the year out, and then we were officially got our license January 2nd. Well, that was in the middle of winter, so we didn't have the tools yet to understand how we wanted to market it. Being winter, a lot of people think you can't hang gutters, but you can. It just has to be the right time of the day and, and, and so on and so on. So, yeah, we saw an opportunity. Actually, this is actually a quick funny story. We saw an opportunity five years ago, four years ago, something like that. I can't remember now. We had asked everybody that we met at the PCA if they did gutters, and only one person did. And uh, he wasn't very forthcoming with it, you know, very basically. Oh, I, I bought a gutter machine and I hired somebody. That was the end of the story. And so I think three years ago... I go, hey, Jason, do you know anybody that does gutters? And you go, yeah. And I go, yeah, who? I'd love to get in contact. And you're like, me, I've been doing them for, you know, a bazillion years. And I'm like, are you serious? The one person I know that one of the guys I have the closest relationship, I never even thought to ask him. So it was foolish on my part. And then, yeah, once you're like, yeah, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Why would you not do it? I'm like, well, I'm trying to do it, but I just don't know how. So, yeah, <laughs> should have asked you earlier. I think, And I think there's some best practices when, when you're adding on a new service, I guess, Someone has to be the champion and it's either got to be the business owner or you've got to hire someone or promote someone to do it. And if you're already, you know, if, if you're a guy, let's just say that if you're, if you're in contractor prison and if you try to add on gutters, it's probably going to be a disaster either for the gutters or for the painting or for both. But Agreed. Uh, what I did is I hired a champion to champion it for me and, uh, and, and that's that's the way I would I would do it again. And we can again, we're going to be talking more about that at the at the summit. Matter of fact, if you if you guys and gals aren't signed up for the summit, you should you should sign up. It is going to be it is going to be a wonderful event, and it's it's going to it's going to change your life and change your business. But so so you did. I mean, you're you're doing basically give or take a million dollars a year. What in gutters? Would you say the compared to exterior painting? Is it Easier to deliver happy happiness on painting or gutters? You know, that's kind of a complex question. I like to say um, the gutter client is a lot easier to make happy. You know, that's a really good question, Jason. You know, I don't want to say one's better than the other, but here's what I will say about this. If you don't have your ducks in a row, the gutter client is a lot easier to deal with. If your ducks in a row, it's really the same. It's, you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Yeah. If you have your SOPs put into place and you have the right team in place and, and, and a culture that breeds the same thing and everyone's speaking the same language and, you know, everyone's fish swimming in the right direction and row in the right direction, either of those are the easiest thing. It doesn't really matter. It's, you know, whatever widget you want to put in. Um, if you don't have those things in place, you will go, oh, well, I want to do this because this is easier or I, I want to do this because this is easier. You know, once you have everything in place, all that stuff is pretty easy. You know, you're just you're inserting a widget. So, so what about right. this? Will are are gross profit margins better, similar, or worse than exterior painting? You know, this is not a straight out question because you're going to meet guys that go, "Well, I make you know seventy percent gross profit." I'm like, "Okay, John, but it's just you and your dog and your one kid that works with you." 
and you, you're the specialty painter. So, okay, that makes sense that you're going to make that kind of money. Sure. But on the whole, I would say for us, we make probably 10% more. You know, I think gross profit is close to 72% if I got the numbers right. Um, I want to say it's around 72% gross profit um, for gutters. And, you know, painting is, is a little bit less than that. I think painting for us is probably around 55, 57%. Yeah, and so and so for us, you know, gutters is a although it's a smaller ticket, it's uh, it's an easier promise to deliver, and uh, it's it's also a better a better uh, gross margin. Now, what about this one? <clears throat> when you added on gutters, what impact did it have on the sales of your exterior painting? Did you just did it did it have a positive impact on exterior painting sales? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was the, it was the easiest segue from one to the another, you know, we have it set up where our sales team is different from gutters to painting, but, um, since starting gutters, I know a few people that do both now or do those two and a few other things, um, since then. And, uh, some of them have one salesperson that does them all or one, they have a sales force that can sell you everything. Um, but for West, what we found out it works well. Um, and we might change it later on a date, but as of right now, we find that it works fine just for us to have a separate sales team. Um, cause we have so many sales, uh, calls for each specific one that we don't want somebody while you're at the appointment to add on gutters. And then we take another 30 to 40 minutes to explain and pitch the gutter division. So that's just for us, for other people it could be completely different. So yes, once we, so we recommend gutters on every house. As soon as we get on a house that we see has failing gutters, gutters with nails through them, you know, the old nail style. As soon as we see that stuff, we're already going, hey, are the gutters failing? Because if we see nails through them, there's like a 90% chance that gutter's failing. It's been on there long enough. We can see in the corners, the miters, it's failing. You know, Rotten we can see board. the house is good. Correct. So we already know like, oh, and we don't, and, and we don't pitch it at first. Hey, dude, are you having leaking gutters right there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I got to have that looked at too. And then they go, okay, great. And then we talk about it some more. And later in the sales pitch, we go, just give you a heads up. We do have a gutter division as well. And as soon as they hear that, they go, oh, really? Oh, you do? Yeah, would you like me to set you up with an estimate? And they go, yeah. And go, okay, boom. We shoot a quick text to the office. And then they call them 20 minutes and set them up for a gutter bid. So then in-house, we'll send somebody out. So if a painting bid is done, that person's gutter bid gets priority over everything else because we want that gutter bid done ASAP so we can send them both products at the right. same time. Our students as close as together as possible. Right. That way they can make a decision right there. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, we're more, you know, we're probably more expensive on the painting. We're more expensive on the gutters than just about everybody in our town. But our product and our sales service, all this stuff adds up and gives them a product that we think it's worth the money that we sell it to them for. So with that being said, when we talk to people, you know, they always, it's, oh, you, and you, I'm sure you get this. Well, do I get a, do I get a deal if I do both of them? Sure. Absolutely. If that's what closes you today, absolutely. I'll sell you gutters and I'll sell you a paint job at a discount. Get me a deposit check. We'll get you done. What would you do differently if you launched gutters today based on what you've learned up until now? <laughs> um, what would I do differently? Well, the things I thought I did right, I actually ended up doing right. I was happy with myself. And the things I didn't know I was doing wrong, I would probably change that. You know, I would have uh, a better system for marketing the, the, the gutters as I did in the beginning. 
You know, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than that. You know, I depended a little much, too much on the sales team as opposed to, you know, marketing it as the own product, um, you know, um, which we did, but we should have just done a better job. We should have got a lay of the land a lot better. You know, we should have had a better sales pitch. So these are things that we worked through with the help of people we know. Um, so that's probably what I say we would do different. We would have came to the game a lot more prepared. Um, you know, we struggled through it. Like I said, I'm a hard headed and I'm a hard learner. Um, but man, it would have been nice to save myself forty, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and these are all things that I'll map out. And you, if you guys are going to come to the summit, I highly recommend it. I'll be there. Jason's going to be there. Some cool people are going to be there. And you're going to hear a story how I wasted a bunch of money doing it the wrong way. So it'll be a lot easier and cheaper for you to come hear me speak. That's right. Highly That's right. recommend it. Learn my lesson for free because I already paid for it. Exactly. Oh, yes. Well, you know, uh, one of the things, Will, that's, you know, you and I have both paid the price of education and maybe some stupidity, maybe some the price of hard-headedness, whatever. But Ego. Do, yeah. do you know what's more expensive than education? No. Ignorance. Yeah. And you don't, oh, e- God, and you don't even know how much it's costing you because you don't even know. And that's why you need, that's why you need to get connected with groups like the PCA and with Contractor Freedom. And so, uh, you know, I highly recommend you guys uh, get out to the PCA Expo when it's, when it's uh, registration's open. I will be letting you guys know that. I'm a huge proponent and promoter of the PCA. And, and, uh, but coming up soon, again, we've got, we've got the summit. We'd love to have you guys out. So, um, Will, have you ever, have you ever felt stuck in your business? Like, I don't know what to do next and, you know, I'm capped out. I don't know what to do. And then what did you do to get out of that spot? (laughs) Have I ever felt like I didn't know what to do? I mean... I've had that conversation with myself time and time again. You know, I don't think, I think if anybody says no, first of all, I think they're lying to themselves. And then they're lying to the person that's asking that question. You know, I think that's a fool's errand. Um, Yeah, it happens time and time again. You know, it could be for the simplest thing, you know. Uh, For example, you know, we were training a guy, nice kid, could not pick it up. You know, just... Everything was great. Yes, sir. No, sir. Right away, sir. Just couldn't pick it up. And you ask yourself, you got to fire this kid, but he's so nice. Can I train him a little more? Can I train him a little more? How much is it going to cost me? And it just ended up not working out. I should have just made the right decision in the beginning. You know, you get into positions of like, do I want to start another um, service? And then you start to do it. And then you get scared. You pull back. I don't know, man. Is this going to cost me too much money? Am I going to lose Do I really know what I'm doing? These are questions that you ask yourself. You know, I started painting and then I started doing cabinets and I'm like, I don't know, man, is there enough money in cabinets? Now I know yes, but then I, I was just painting anything. I didn't care if I was losing money or making money. I had no clue about any of it. You know, great example. I added coatings on, you know, it was a sizable investment, you know, to start it from scratch, you know, it was probably, well, I don't want to sound, you know, like a douche, but it was a lot. It was more than I thought I could handle. And then I ultimately made the decision to push through and go for it. And it ended up working well for us. You know, after that hurdle, 
that questioning, that doubt, that position of being stuck of like, you know, do I put more into it? Do I stop? Do I pull out? You know, fortunately, I pushed more into it and it ended up working out for us. But I can tell you that happens on a daily. Even when I started gutters, you know, I was like, is it really for us? Do I really need it? Do I really want to deal with it? Um, okay, let's go. And then, you know, for almost four months, there's no money coming in. We were just bleeding money. Oh, shit. Did I make the right decision? I thought all this past knowledge got me past that point to where I thought I could put whatever widget I wanted in there and I was just going to crush it. But it's still a learning process. And uh, yeah, yeah, I get stuck just about four or five times a year. Sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big. Sometimes it costs me nothing, sometimes it costs me thousands. So these are the things. Um, and thankfully, I'm in a position where I have enough friends and mentors. When I do run across these problems, the solution is really just a phone call away. Hey, Jason, you got 15 minutes? Sure. What do you think of this? Well, some of my friends go, that's dog shit. Well, why the hell would you think of that? What, what are you thinking? And then I call Jason. He's like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. Maybe try this. You know, or I call some other people and go, hey, what do you think of this idea? And I'll get one response as opposed to another response. So um, I'm with you. The PCA has given me those tools and that um, ability to phone call the problem away. I mean, it really is that easy. I've got a problem I don't know how to solve. Your bravado, your ego, your ignorance will keep you in a position where you're stuck. And then you're like, oh, wait, well, why don't I just call this person? They probably have already had that problem. Hey, what do you think of this? Oh, that's how you got through it. I didn't think of that. Thank you. And then you move on. Boom. Exactly. Exactly. That, that lifeline. You know, some, some, it's been said that, uh, that your network is your net worth. And, and, yeah. and what you know, may, maybe we could also say is when you have a network of people that you can call out to to help you troubleshoot different problems, draw on their wisdom, it can save you money, it can save you time, it can save you headache, frustration, and it's just, it's so valuable. And, and I was one of those guys, I just kept my blinders on for so many years and kept my nose to the grindstone. And hey, I, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way, had some good success, but, but if I was doing it over again, I would be connected. I would be connected like I am now. Easily. The phone call is a lot cheaper than learning the hard lesson. That's right. That's right. Oh, definitely. Wow. Well, man, I tell you what, this is, uh, I think this has been very, very valuable conversation. I think contractors need to hear this. Will, if, if, uh, how could, how could, if someone wants to reach out to you and ask you a question or two, how could they, how could they connect with you? So I would say probably text message, email, you know, I mean, you could call, but I don't answer the phone call too, too much these days, just because I got a lot going on. It's easier for me to leave a text message unread until I have time to get to it. You know, a phone call is, is, is hit or miss with me at best. I think you, I think you're probably the well, same with that as well. Well, too. we're sending this out to the world. Do you want to give your cell phone number for a text message? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 775-544-6525. People are more than welcome to text me. Yeah. People wow. can even call too, you know, um, Email is always good too. Will at battlebornpainting.com. That's an easy one to get to me, Matt. Email or text. Nice. You know, those are great. And if you want to call me, if I answer, then you got me. And if I don't, don't take it personal. You know, I think more than anything, 
this uh, not team, but this network of people that you can lean on is always going to save you money, time, headache. It's going to save your relationship. It's going to save your best employee from hanging, you know, quitting, hanging up and running out, you know, because as owners and, you know, I'm guilty, you know, I'm sure you are at one point or another time. And a lot of people, you know, your own ego has probably cost you good talent because you couldn't see past it. You know, you can see past your ignorance, your bravado, your own um, self, you know, image of how you think things should be done. And it's, it's probably cost me employees. I know it has good employees from time to time. And, you know, you go, well, why that person quit? And, you know, if you had a network or a team of people you could call, a text message you could send out, and that sure would help out. Indeed. Well, contractor friends, I just I want to encourage you, um, get connected. Feel free to reach out to Will. Of course, he's I think he's also on, on Facebook. Matter of fact, he's in the Contractor Freedom group on uh, on Facebook. You guys can reach out to him there. I want to encourage you guys mm-hmm. to connect up there as well. Um, Will, I look, man, I, I appreciate you being on today, taking time out of your out of your uh, leisure time there south of the border. Thank you so much, man. I feel I feel honored. And, uh, man, I, I look forward to seeing you at the summit in October. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be a fun time. I think there's going to be a lot of lessons learned there. Um, you know, one sign up I want to say is like, if anybody's watching this and you find yourself between a rock and a hard place, this would be a good time to come out. You know, Jason's a great speaker. He's got a lineup there that'll blow your mind. Um, you know, if anything, you come to see me for the comic relief, that'll be worth the money alone. But if you come to learn something, I'll be talking about all the lessons I paid for. That way you don't have to pay for it. I mean, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars being a fool. So if you want to save yourself time, money, heartache, come listen to what I have to say. Worst thing that happens is you save yourself a couple bucks. That's right. Good words. Good words. Thanks, Will. Contractors, we'll see you guys soon. Hey, contractors, I want to invite you to connect. If you want to get connected with the Contractor Freedom community, simply point your browser to contractorfreedom.live. That's contractorfreedom.live. On there, you'll find the link to our Facebook private group, our page, our newsletter. You'll find a a link to our podcast. You'll also find a, a link to register for the upcoming first annual Contractor Freedom Summit right here in Dallas, Texas. So I just want to invite you to to come on over, join the community. I look forward to getting to know you more. Thanks for listening in today.